0: Is the movie Hall of Fame class of Richard Donner for Sunday, July 11 twenty twenty one? I'm Nico, and there he is across the table from me. The Ned Beatty to my Gene Hackman. Ooh. It's Adam Hall. Your analogies suck. I'm just, just you
1: know, I'm just, just going for it. Man. They just suck, He's man. Just out for blood today. I'm sick of that shit. Out for blood. You're, I'm, I'm Ned Beatty. Yes. In that scene, why would Lex Luthor hire a guy like that? I don't know. Are
0: we led to believe this is the world's greatest, greatest supervillain
1: villain and he hires that shithead, that lump of mush. How does that guy beat Superman or have a shot at beating Superman? Well, he doesn't. He never, he never should. First of all, right. how he does, I don't know.
0: Yes. He's an idiot. Right. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> I guess. We're talking but Richard Donner today. Yeah. And we're speeding through this, by the way. We're being yeah. speedy. We're trying to be speedy. Tight hour. Tight, uh-huh. tight, tight.
1: Yeah. Nico. I, 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 I I'd like to say, by the way, before we start, that Nico is a complete bastard, monster, piece of shit, fucking horrible human being. What he's doing, this is a really immoral podcast, and I feel uncomfortable being on it right now, because we're just exploiting the death of Richard Donner. It's what's happening right now. And You're I, too kind. I hate that show. Oh, I'm too kind. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooged over here. Yeah. I, I, I hate that I'm um uh, a part of this thing. Yeah.
0: Okay, you're not lying. I did exploit the death of Richard Donner yes. to get what I want. That yes. is true. Yes. Yes. This is happening next week or two weeks from now on our regular. scheduled not program. Not next week.
1: You have time. Two, two weeks. weeks
0: from now, we will finally be doing the Harry Potter podcast. Yes. I will watch every single movie in the Harry Potter franchise, The Wizarding World as it's now referred to. Sure. I will watch it. I've watched two of those movies so far. Past two movies, past the first one? No, I've just watched the okay. first two. And we'll discuss. I don't know which ones you're nominating, but I'll watch them all. Okay. For the sake of completion. And then we will come back and we will discuss them. But those movies are five hours long. They're They're two hours. Two and a half hours. Fucking long. Two and a half hours long. That's not five hours, Nico. I don't know where they get off wasting my time like this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're very good. I just watched 45 minutes of fucking Daniel Radcliffe and a snake. Ron Weasley, like in a flying car. It's great. It's like the first 45 minutes of that second movie. Yeah, it's an awesome
1: f- f- uh, opening uh uh first 45 minutes. Now, that's probably the worst
0: of all of them, that movie, even though I still think it's very good. Not into it okay. at all. But anyway, I'm getting there. But it takes a while. And I've been busy. So yes, Richard Donner died. And I kind of hopped on the opportunity to be like, let's talk Richard Donner. Because it does sort of line up neatly. There are five sort of, you know, uh, I wouldn't say iconic, but definitely like what canon movies. They're, they're iconic
1: movies. Dude. All of them are iconic. Yeah. To be okay. perfectly frank, they're fucking iconic. The Omen is very iconic. Okay, all right. If that's the, if that's like one of the most iconic okay, movies. I would say list, maybe
0: four out of five.
1: <laughs> would what, Scru- you call Scrooge? Is, is not that iconic. No. Okay. No, but all the other ones. Yeah.
0: But it lines up. where yeah. it's like, these are five movies, many of which we glossed over on the, uh, the previous podcast when we talked about those respective years. So I thought it was a good opportunity to do it, but you pointed out, I I would say somewhat savvily that yes, I was trying to weasel my way out of it. Somewhat savvily, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Next week we're doing Potter. Don't worry. You were just, just like, dude,
1: like you you couldn't be more transparent if you try. This is disgusting. What are you doing? Just watch the fucking wizard movies. Get over the hump. They're great movies. We'll get there. They're great, and you're gonna hit probably the best one. The third one is maybe the best one. Okay,
0: that's so. Alfonso.
1: Yes. Okay. It's really good. Okay, what have you been watching recently? Not much. Okay. I guess I needed a break because we did a lot of movies, and uh-huh. I've been really laid back and chill. Uh, yeah, I haven't really turned much on. I've been trying to t- take it easy. I guess, ne- I mean, next week I'll, you know, while while you have your time to just watch Harry Potter films, I'll fill up with other stuff, mm-hmm. you know? But otherwise, yeah, it's been more or less quiet. I was invited to go see Black Widow and I said no. I said no. Congrats. Good for
0: you. Yeah. I also didn't see it. I think I'm going to not see it. Everyone, I think I'm going to not see it. Yeah, it looks Boring and disposable, yeah. and who
1: cares? Yeah, for the thousandth time, who cares? I think I'm gonna not see it.
0: Who cares about that story? You know, it's been two I, years since a yeah. Marvel movie, and I'm used to it. Yes, I'm good. Never getting another one. You know what you're gonna get? Yeah, I'm cool,
1: man. Stop. And it's like it's like the Eternals. Maybe no. Stop. Yeah. I gotta shake you loose here. No, maybe. maybe. By the way, Greta Gerwig's doing Barbie. Can we just talk about that
0: for half yeah, a second? Yeah, Oh, I didn't know she's directing it. She's directing Barbie. Her and Bombach wrote the script a couple years ago. That I, I remember that being a story. I'm very confused. What do you... Uh, uh, there, there was talk of them possibly directing, but yes, I knew that her and Bombach were hired to write a script. Is it like a satire of Barbie? Or is it like I, a Barbie movie? I don't get that sense. No, I think it's a... Yeah, look at that. She's directing it, huh? What the
1: fuck is happening? With
0: Margot Robbie. It's Barbie, sense, I guess. Uh, wow, Noah ba- 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 <laughs> and Credit Card wrote the script. What world are we living in?
1: I'm fucking lost. What man? is happening?
0: I don't get it. Why a uh, doll living in Barbieland is expelled for not being perfect enough and sets off on an adventure in the real world? A live action feature film based on the popular line of Barbie toys. Fuck. This is the best. Fuck dude what is she doing i don't know
1: like what the hell was that move that was the weirdest right turn i've ever seen listen in
0: fairness to gerwig i loved lady bird and yeah. i was pumped for what was coming next but i would not have chosen little women i i definitely did raise an eyebrow we had little women yes that okay. was definitely not the type of thing that i wanted her doing are you sure I mean, I love The Little Women anyway. Yeah, me I too. thought it was great, but like, I just wasn't into like her sort of period piece, Little House on the Prairie. Like, that's just not my genre. Like, I thought she oh. was doing really cool contemporary stuff with Lady Bird. That was right up her alley, though. Little Women. It's, it turned out that it, it was. It, it fit to me. The Point is way. that I've been wrong before about Greta Gerwig's career moves, and she proved me wrong. So I know why
1: not again. I know. Right? I know. She is an Isle of Dogs, man. I don't know. You haven't raised enough of an eyebrow, apparently.
0: Yeah, it's. I didn't know she was directing it. That's correct. I thought they were just taking it as like a paycheck to, you know, do the script and that was to make their own new other
1: movies. Yeah. No, she made, this is going to be Barbie by Greta Gerwig and her husband. Goodness gracious. Francis Ha too. I
0: mean, do you trust them? I, I trusted Shane black, didn't I? (laughs) That's a good point. I, I mean, I don't know. I trust them. I trust them. Like, I feel like they have integrity, those two, don't they? It's a studio picture, right? <sighs> yeah. I mean, so is Little Women, though, right? I don't know. It's not as studio as this. I mean, that is really just scraping the bottom of the intellectual barrel. Yeah. It's funny. I was watching the McGregor fight last night, and I had the same thought. The new G.I. Joe yeah. spin-off movie Snake Eyes, mm-hmm. I guess, dropped the bag on UFC, and, and the, they, like, had the movie plastered on every commercial break and like the, Oh really? Yeah. The octagon, you saw like the steak guys logo and oh. it's like, who is this movie for? I don't know. Like seriously, like where on the four quadrants does this movie fall? Cause like, I don't know anybody <laughs> that likes those movies. Can you name a single person? No, I don't think a lot of, I don't know anybody
1: who's seen those movies either. You know, big fans of GI Joe, but do you know any G.I. Joe? But they fans? keep doing this. What is this? <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> They're doing a
1: spin-off with nobody recognizable. It's the, it's the guy from last Christmas. Oh, is it that guy? It's that guy. How dare you, Nico? Sorry.
0: Take it back. I, it's just <laughs> thoroughly bizarre sometimes. Like I understand like cynical studios trying to cash a check. Barbie. That's a big name. Yes. And Gerwig and Baumbach are always gonna be hot directors or whatever, but But they're the antithesis of Barbie. Like
1: their entire life has feel like it's been breaking down why Barbie is bullshit. And maybe
0: that's what this will be. I hope it is. I mean, I imagine it will be. It'd be a wonderful fuck you to the studio, but dude, I don't know. Point is, I get that. What I don't get is the corporate IP that clearly no one is enthusiastic about. Like when they made that Maleficent sequel a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. I'm watching that thing and it's like, no kid wants to see this and every adult thinks it's stupid. People love that first movie. They love the movie. second one bombed. Did Yeah, there you go. Like, I'm just watching like this CGI clusterfuck with like, oh, it was Angelina probably as as shitty move, as a shitty dragon. Movie. Yeah. I watched that movie. Yeah. It was awful. People love that first movie for some reason. though.
1: I mean, I, I haven't seen it in an, its entirety, but it's a very well. The
0: GI Joe thing confuses me. <laughs> yeah, it's like reason. that guy can sell ice to Eskimos, man. If he is able to get that movie through the studios anyway whatever barbie jeez barbie uh there's a new steven soderbergh movie out on hbo max it's called no sudden move yeah if you can believe it it's a bunch of famous people stealing some shit oh wow cool and it's a blast Is it's it? fun oh, cool. you should see it because like they're all great yeah. <laughs> i read your review <laughs> it's very funny
1: yeah <laughs> when nico starts his review by saying like fucking anamorphic lens <laughs> <laughs> oh okay okay
0: so fuck once upon a time in hollywood now no 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 no, this does (laughs) what kind of so have you seen any of the clips from the movie (laughs) no so you know how like on the real or old anamorphic lenses the like edges do like a little fish eye effect that's what it does it's a stretched image it's right but if you don't stretch it correctly in post-production or you don't like crop it out yeah like the image gets yeah scrunched at the end he doesn't correct it in post oh yeah he just leaves it as is Which there were some movies in the 40s that did that. Like I think like Treasure of the Sierra Madre does that and like, you know. Interesting. Okay. So he doesn't stretch it. He's been like very loose with what he does technically.
1: Like he's very interested in just getting the plain raw thing that he wants to shoot and not really doing much about the technical stuff beyond that. And then we're on to the next thing. Yeah, exactly.
0: Which like I'm happy that there are more Soderbergh movies. I guess I'm less happy that the movies aren't as technically good as they could be. He likes pushing that boundary, I guess. He does. If you want to call it a boundary. I mean, High Flying Bird rocks. That's a great script, and it's a really kinetic movie, and I like it a lot. But if it wasn't shot on an iPhone, it would just be that much better. And that's what, like, like, as much as I like that movie, it's like, oh, what it could have been.
1: Like I think you should shoot on an iPhone out of necessity for the right movie. Yeah. But like shooting on it because this is where cinema should live in a way.
0: No, I, think I don't Just know. to challenge himself. Is I
1: that think what that's it, all is? it is? Yeah. Just to challenge
0: himself. Right. It's not
1: that hard to shoot on an iPhone. Really? It's just annoying. It's and, just annoying. Right. It's just annoying. It. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's just hard for color. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. I mean, <laughs> he made it more challenging for himself. Okay. Good for you, dude. No, no sudden Moon's Great. It, it is the first time in a very long time that Don Cheadle has been given a legit role. Really? that He can chew off. Wow. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. I liked him in flight. I don't even remember him in flight. Oh, really? Yeah. He's good in that. John Goodman's great in flight. Yeah. He's the best thing about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Cheadle has, it's been a long time, but like he finally gets to sing in this and he's, he's really good. Okay. Yeah, it's great. All right. There are cameos that will not shock you. It is like the least shocking, shocking cameo at the end of this movie. <laughs> it's like you'll never believe what famous person Steven Soderbergh convinced to be in his movie. Oh, boy. You'll never believe it. <laughs> it's only like they've done this five fucking times <laughs> do this at the end of every Soderbergh movie now. Oh Whatever. Uh, okay. Donner. Donner. He's dead now at the age of 91. Is that how old he was? Old man. Wow. He was in pre-production for Lethal Weapon 5. Really? He said, this is going to be the last movie I do. Oh, God. Yeah. Are they still making it? I would
1: doubt it. They got to still make it. They do? Yes. Why? Because f- fucking old Danny Glover and old Mel Gibson back together. Yeah. Dude, Danny Glover was old when the first movie came out. I know. He was like 50 in that. <laughs> Danny Glover is... N- n- never gets old in, in, in what we generally talk about. Never literally gets old. Right. Let me see. How well, we'll I guess he these, does you know. literally get old, but like, yeah. <laughs> never gets
0: spiritually. You're you know saying I mean. black don't crack, and that is correct. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. He, true. I- he was born in 46. Oh my God. What's that make him? Almost 80? He's 75? Uh, five? Yeah, 75. Yes. Do another lethal weapon. I love lethal weapon. Um. No, no, that's fine. No. With Pesci again? Yes. You bring yes? Up Pesci? Are you kidding? Pesci wouldn't do it. No, he wouldn't, but <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> Imagine if he came out of the woodwork just <laughs> all
1: of a sudden he's just doing movies all again. Like that's <laughs> the thing
0: about Pesci, man. Like he hates acting, it seems like, but whenever whenever Donner comes calling
1: to do <laughs> more Leo gets, he's just <laughs>
0: it's, <laughs> it's that voice. You ever heard Donner's voice?
1: No. Whoa. I haven't. You get, I, I almost think you should play a clip. It's a great fucking voice. Really? Yeah. People talk about getting calls from him when he, they were doing Superman and they recognized who he was immediately like, oh, just that, that sullen voice, you know, those dulcet tones of Richard Donner.
0: Uh, all right. Let's see. Here's a uh, Richard Donner. How it's I became the most a director. Evening I ever thought possible and um, had a lot of written words. Hmm and a lot of thoughts, but I, I had no idea oh, that this was going to be anything like yep. this. I, it's like a, when, that's
1: when, um, an old-school radio DJ.
0: Was, that's uh, a prepared, man right there. I uh, mean, presented to me um, by Mr. HaberCamp. Oh, this hey, guy Haberkamp. could have been Casey Kasem uh, if he really uh, wanted uh, to. Yeah, Academy, a radio I, voice. And my wife had uh, said, yes, he'll do it. And this is before she spoke to me. And... <laughs> that's
1: a man. Yep. That's a man right there. Cause I would see pictures of him and he just seems like this sweet dude. And then you hear his voice and you're like, Whoa, Whoa. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. intimidated by you now.
0: <laughs> so Richard Donner, I think, and after reviewing some of these movies and watching some for the first time, actually just one for the first time, but also, you know, going back and reflecting, doesn't really get the credit he deserves as one of the architects of modern blockbuster filmmaking. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, certainly, especially with something like Superman, dude. Yes. I mean, Superman was, we forget massively important. I know. And all of these movies were massively important. They were hits. Yeah. All of these movies made money. I think in many ways, like went on to define their respective genres. The Omen massively influential in horror Superman, massively influential in superhero filmmaking, really the first superhero movie, if you don't count the Batman, uh, you know, the cheesy Batman movie from the 60s. Yeah, true.
1: Even the Goonies. Even the Goonies. Goonies has its place in the zeitgeist.
0: It does, certainly. Lethal Weapon defines the Buddy Cop movie. So the guy really is up there with Spielberg and Lucas as the sort of architects of this thing and is not really thought of as that kind of filmmaker watching some of these movies again and watching clips from some of them. And like these movies are efficient. Yeah. Endorphin yeah. machines mm-hmm. that just inject you with exactly what you need. Now, I think sometimes it works to the movie's detriment, but sometimes you watch them and it's like, man, I feel like I'm in the movie theater in 1979. You can definitely feel, Oh my God, the opening credits in Superman. Cause
1: I hadn't seen Superman since I was a kid. Me too. I rewatched it again for this. And like, like, you know, I'll have plenty of thoughts on Superman, but it's just like, Damn, like I I, it, I, couldn't help but put myself in the shoes of those people and just thinking, like, this must be the single most exciting thing right. since last year's Star Wars. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good point. But, like, damn, just just the, the triumphant feeling of being in the movie is just great. The man. long opening credits, yeah. the shot
0: of Krypton. I know. This is
1: Krypton stuff. But the Krypton stuff.
0: Yeah. Dude, oh that movie's God.
1: wild. No. Dude, I could talk Superman <laughs> for three hours. Dude, it's like <laughs> fucking Dante's Inferno. <laughs> on krypton oh my god that was forgive us save us i was like forgive us like what is
0: happening now this is (laughs) dude superman is fucked up dude superman rules (laughs) (laughs) dude general zod that's a wild movie jesus christ no from the opening credits of that think about the the tagline you'll believe a man can fly i know Hell beautiful yeah. hell yeah beautiful movies baby. It's exactly Capital exactly M. it's
1: like this is when people went for the raw movie experience and they weren't cynical or overly cynical rather mm. it's just like damn let's make let's see this magic yeah god
0: these are good movies hot yes. take man i think richard donner's a good filmmaker i no, think he I, makes good movies i've never had an
1: issue with richard donner yeah it, I, I it's not like i to the point that you were like, the counterpoint for what you were saying, like how he should be recognized, there is something about these movies that doesn't lead me to like the same like impassioned conversation as like a bunch of Spielberg movies. Well, let me ask you a question Are so, they
0: too perfect? These movies? Yeah. No, no. And okay. that's my like, like, because I mean, there is one on the list that I rewatched or parts of it. I watched the first half of it and I felt that it was a little too well made. Well made. Yes. And actually, let's just talk about it right now, shall we? Let's just get into it. Really? Yeah. Let's get into it. Well, first of all, let me list the other movies that uh, we could have talked about here. I
1: was going to say, there is one that I just don't really care for, honestly. Okay. So I don't think it's bad, but.
0: Uh, He did uh, Inside Moves in 1980. Superman 2, he was uncredited initially. Yeah. um, But was sort of a shadow director, ended up getting the Donner cut several years later. I like Superman 2 again, that's one I haven't seen in a long time. But, Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the toy 1982 is one of the worst movies ever made. and is horribly offensive and it features Richard Pryor as like a slave essentially to like a young boy, a rich boy um, that like buys him and like uses him as a toy. Oh, well
1: there's your answer for why Richard Donner was never considered in the likes of
0: <laughs> yes. Spielberg and Lucas. I mean, that movie oof, does not hold up. Lady Hawk 1985 is like a fantasy movie. I've never seen it. Me neither. Uh, lethal weapon Two, radio flyer lethal weapon three mm-hmm. maverick is a mel gibson western comedy uh, and then he made just like a bunch of like b-rate action thrillers in the late 90s a lot of them with like bruce willis and mel gibson yeah. do you ever see conspiracy theory no that's one of those movies i just saw i was on like a mel gibson run of ah. just like ransom and payback mm-hmm. and that was like in that same vein. I think Julia Roberts is in that one. Really? Um, Timeline, 16 blocks. I've seen Timeline. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Paul Walker. Paul Walker movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. David
0: Thulis, Paul Walker. Yeah. Weird movie. I don't remember if it was any good. It probably was bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's it's funny that Donner doesn't. It, it's, it's just like it's two roads diverging, right? It's like Spielberg goes one way and Donner goes the other way and they kind of intersect at some points in time, but for some reason we consider Spielberg because he's the architect of the shit and has made better movies. I guess I was going to say, dude,
1: you, here's the thing. Like, I know you're, you, I, I do agree with you to an extent, but like, dude, he not Donner never made jaws. He never right. made star he Never made fucking Indiana
0: Jones. Yes.
1: It's like, you
0: know, but I, again, I, I, I think it's more the lack of the humanist touch. And I, I would say like, you can, you can put up, action sequences in Superman, action sequences in the Goonies, set pieces in, in The Omen, with a lot of the Spielberg stuff. But you don't have those little scenes of like E.T. getting drunk and Elliot getting drunk no, in the classroom. No, no, no. Like You don't have any of that, just the sort of childlike wonder.
1: Well, there's a certain grit to these movies. They're not, I wouldn't call them edgy movies, but there's a, well, maybe one like lethal weapon, as we discussed a little while ago is a little bit darker than you'd, you'd remember. Yes. But I mean, it, it does kind of extend to even elements of Superman where, way Lois Lane is getting buried by the dirt. It's like, Ooh, you know, hmm. it's a little harder that than, than your standard Spielberg at the time, or especially Lucas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I guess I understand that.
0: Let's talk Omen. Okay. Cause this one, has always been one of those movies that's haunted me. Always terrified me. Still terrifies me. Damien. It's all for you, Damien. Ugh. I love you, Damien.
1: The fucking It's all
0: for you. The dogs. Jesus. Written by David Seltzer, starring Gregory Peck, Lee Remnick, and David Warner. Winner of best original score at the Thank Academy Award. By the great Jerry Goldsmith.
1: Maybe, yes. maybe
0: my favorite composer. Is that right? I love Jerry Goldsmith. Nominated for Best Original Song. Favorite Goldsmith score? Chinatown. Can't argue
1: with that. So that or Alien, but Alien's an interesting one if you ever go back and listen to the
0: whole soundtrack. Mysterious death surrounded American ambassador. Could the child that he is raising actually be the Antichrist, the devil's own son? Comes out around the same time as The Exorcist. The Exorcist was yeah. two years earlier, right? Mm-hmm. 74. And they're thought of very much in the same breath. Yes. I was watching this movie in contrast to The Exorcist. Very different movies, though. Yes. D- well, different tonally, but both massive hits. Both did really well. Both were R-rated horror. Mm-hmm. Both involved children from hell, essentially. <laughs> Basically. Although, you know, one is an active participant and the other is the victim. And... um, I I I just think this one was a little too sleek it on is. rewatch. It's a he shoots this thing like a like a Richard Donner blockbuster, like a thriller. It is. It's more of a thriller, and I guess I don't know the chases with the dogs at the graveyard, and even that the opening scene is great, and the impalement of the priest is great, and you know there are like undeniably uh, iconic scenes that you mm. know from the second you watch them, like this is gonna live on. Oh yeah. Um, but I found myself less scared watching it this time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I wonder why that is. I don't know. I don't know. I love it, dude. Yeah. It's,
1: it's my, it's maybe my second favorite on the list. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's up there. It could, I've, there's been times where I've dabbled with, it's my favorite Richard Donner film. A lot of it is that atmosphere. I don't know. This movie just kind of freaks me out a little bit. And it's that feeling of like impending dread that no matter what you do, it's not going to go well. You know, and even just the simple things. There's a very matter of factness about like a lot of the thriller elements too that I find very unnerving. Mm -hmm. Even to when like the priest does get impaled, the way that is shot is just very still when it finally gets him. Mm -hmm. And it's a little awkward and weird, and you're just kind of left to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And it's even the same way with when the woman hangs herself. It's not like those moments like the really dreadful moments aren't particularly cinematic to me and that's kind of what makes him feel more uh i don't know unnerving in a way hmm. whereas like the dog chase is very exciting and you know you're trying to get out of there alive and it's it makes more sense to play that out but he definitely has a good sense of uh i don't know when when to take like the the, the thrill juice out of it to just leave you with like the plainness of it all mm. I don't know though. Like that like of course the, the hanging freaks me the fuck out. I don't like that at all. In a good way. But like even when they're just like the movies also it's a good anxiety trip for me as well. Like when they go to the zoo. Or if is it the zoo or they just go and there's just monkeys and shit. What is that? Oh yeah, the yeah, the little safari
0: thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And all the monkeys start attacking the car. Yeah. Like
1: that is just stressful stuff. It's loud and chaotic and you don't I mean you understand, but like from the family's perspective, it's just you feel so uncomfortable for them. Hmm. And man, like I like honestly, strangely, the scariest thing in this movie for me is just the simple shot of Gregory Peck cutting the little boy's hair and discovering the six 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 sign. Right. Bothers me. It yeah. really bothers me. Yeah. Cause it's like it's that moment where it's like like it was all they were always right. You know, you've uncovered this dark, horrible mystery that you shouldn't have ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. And I just feel so bad
0: for these characters. And it does really put you in an interesting moral quandary at the end, doesn't it? Like, I mean, it is very, I love that moral. quandary. I mean, though. it is explicit that this child is the son of Satan and he needs to be stabbed repeatedly or else he is going to destroy the world. But you're still faced with this dilemma that you have to root for the main character killing his own son. It's weird, isn't it? It is. And like, I'm not entirely sure what the movie has to say about that. Like, I, I don't know if it really takes like a stance in terms of like, Pro-choice versus pro-life. I mean, there is a sort of forced abortion in this movie. Yeah. Um, Did it need to take a, a stance on that? I don't know. I, d- I don't know. Like, I, I think... Good question, though. Well, that might be the larger problem. Like, The Exorcist, to me, feels, like, very thematically coherent. Yes, it does. Do you know what I mean? Oh, in yeah. terms of it's about, like, sort of motherhood and parenthood and... Rape again. and Rape and, you know, all that stuff. Like, it, it it's very... Pointed. Th- it's very pointed in terms of its yeah. criticism of yeah. society. Yeah. Whereas this one just sort of feels like a Richard Donner thriller, which nothing wrong with that. Like you just set up the conceit yeah. and you take it to its logical conclusion. And maybe it's not saying anything other than that's the devil's son and he needs to die. I, I've i always appreciated it that way.
1: I don't, I never went digging for this movie in the same way that I did the exorcist uh-huh. I and mean, William Freegan's just like a master. Yes. It's a little bit different, but like Richard Donner's interests aren't, quite the same, in my opinion. At least not usually. Because
0: I think Donner is in the business of pleasing crowds. Yes. And
1: that's what this is.
0: And that's why this movie did so freaking well. It's an easy thing to market too. It's like the son of the devil is <laughs> the son of Gregory Peck. But that's the thing though. Like to it, like
1: for a guy who's as mainstream as, as, as Richard Donna, he's still interested in bringing you in surprisingly dark places. It's dark. Yeah. yeah well, it's a horror movie, of course. Yeah, exactly. Like, so for a movie that's as commercially viable as this to bring you to that question is, you know, pretty admirable. It certainly makes you feel more than... You know, I don't know, your standard blockbuster fare, even at the time, mm-hmm. you know, you're really like, like viscerally shook and shredded up because of this movie.
0: Yes. I, I, okay. I definitely felt that way the first time I saw it, but I also think, you know, when I was on the younger side and I saw this movie, the idea of religious horror was probably a lot more mm, okay. potent. Okay. Whereas now I kind of watch it and it feels dated. That's fine. D- does that make sense? maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you you've you've divorced yourself from
1: some of those ideas. I don't maybe. know.
0: i I guess it's just become less sort of for lack of a better word real. Do you know what I mean? like it just sort of it's it's not really playing around with the same sort of like day to day horrors that you encounter. and I think like that's what great horror filmmaking is is like you're afraid a woman is afraid of rape and yeah. the alien sort of externalizes those internal fears, you know. And so if we're talking about the fear of being a parent, the fear of your parent growing or your child growing up a bad egg of you fucking up his childhood in some way, I mean, that's just done much better in Eraserhead. Mm -hmm. That's just done much better in (laughs) Children of Men or like in, you know, um, other sort of fucked up parent movies like it?
1: Well, my question is, are you going into this movie with the same lens as you do The Exorcist? Because I can imagine if you were, you would come out with many of those criticisms.
0: And I think I was. Maybe that's just my fault yeah. for what I was coming into it with. Yeah, Because I
1: don't know. Like, I've appreciated it as more, it, you know, I, I say this all the time. There's like, there's The Exorcist where you watch it and you walk out and you're scared for the rest of your life. Right. And then there's fun horror. Sure. And this is a little more in in the vein of that where you, you feel like, like just impending dread for the entirety of the runtime. And then it starts to settle out and you're, you're more or less good, but it still leaves an impression. It's maybe a little stronger than that, in my opinion, but I agree. Like I don't necessarily gleam a lot from a thematic level here.
0: I I've said this a lot, I think in conversations about movies like this, and I'll say it again, it's a movie about itself. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, and that's cool that it's it's about, I mean, whatever you read the tagline to this movie, this is your last warning. That was the tagline to this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if I saw it in 1976 or whatever, particularly if I was of a certain age, I know my dad saw this in the theater when he was a teenager, it fucked him up. Um, like it doesn't I'm, make
1: you feel safe. And sure. It's the greatest like compliment I could give to this movie. It's like the entire time you just feel like anything can happen and everything's kind of watching you. Right. It's like in your like, own
0: home, you're yeah. not even safe with your own exactly. child. That kid, it can fuck off. He's yeah. so freaky. Yeah.
1: I mean, just the the decapitation scene. That's yeah. when, like, you really know all bets are off. These people are not going to end this story well, too. I remember that scene. Even still, I've seen it on YouTube, and it's just like, yeah, fuck. What are you going to do, right? You know, and that it's that that total vulnerability that I love so much about just the experience of watching this movie. You know,
0: another criticism I have. I, I think Gregory Peck's kind of phoning it in here. You think so?
1: I mean, I should have rewatched it to give a better assessment on that, but
0: I don't know. I don't love him in it. He, he's kind of just murmuring his way through this. Um, I feel
1: for him when he has to stab his son though, by the end and he says, God forgive me. And then he gets stopped. You
0: know, yeah. Stopped I mean him. to the, the <laughs> you, you know, you get to play to the back of the house in a scene like that though, yeah. you know, like you're not like with that material, like just generally speaking you mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not really <laughs> hard to feel bad for a guy whose son is Satan. Not, <laughs> whose son is the antichrist you that know? that church scene is just <laughs>
1: great i did like when he's I,
0: I mean i know like like
1: morally you have some questions with it but like in, on an emotional level that stuff really affects me yeah
0: yeah I, I i don't know like i i really like it i think it's a classic yeah i mean i love it obviously love all, it. all of this shit is true um the mm-hmm. name damien still sends shivers down the back of my neck like i have a friend named damien yeah. uh and i Always say to him whenever I see him, Damien, Mm -hmm. it's all for you, Damien. Whenever he wins like a poker pot, it's all for you, (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still don't trust that kid though, man. I'm always looking at the side of my eye.
1: Mm. We have a Damien that's won an Oscar too. That's that's
0: true. You can't name your son Damien after this. I think that's the bottom line. No. No, you can't. You can't do it. Come on. No, No. All right. That's the omen. Good movie. A contender here. No question. Yes. yes. Uh, let's talk Superman, baby. Oh, Superman. Let's yeah. Do it. Fuck
1: it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Superman.
0: <laughs> Written by David Newman, Leslie Newman, Robert Benton, and Mario Puzo. Yep. I didn't realize that <laughs> on, until rewatch. Starring, in order of credits, by the way, this is how they were built. Marlon Brando. First build. He's in like 10 minutes of the movie. Makes first build.
1: It, I get it. I get it. I get
0: it. Gene Hackman. Then Christopher Reeve. <laughs> <laughs> then Ned Beatty, then Margot Kidder. Last. Okay. Winner of a special achievement award that year at the Oscars for Visual Effects. Was also nominated for Best Sound, Film Editing, and Original Score. I don't know how it doesn't win. How does it not win? What huh. won that year? I don't imagine anything good.
1: Actually, I don't think it's even the best score of that year, now I think
0: about it. What, what was it? Halloween's the best score that year. I don't know if that won though. No, I didn't. doubt it won. No, no,
1: no, no, I did. It wouldn't have been, even been nominated, but right.
0: That's my favorite. Let's look it up. Uh, that, yeah, that doesn't seem That right. is
1: weird for, for a movie that would get nominated. That's very strange.
0: Midnight Express. That
1: is a stretch. What? I didn't even know that movie had a score. <laughs> that is a stretch. What? Uh, okay, Oscars.
0: I don't know about that one.
1: Damn, that's really bad.
0: That's really bad. That's
1: really bad.
0: <laughs> huh? <laughs> hmm. Don't have to tell you. Yeah, that was the year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's strange. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. An alien orphan is sent from his dying planet to Earth, where he grows up to become his adoptive home's first and greatest superhero.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was remade later by Zack Snyder. It's a much
0: better movie. That Zack Snyder movie. It's been fifty years, and they still can't do anything better than this. Oh no! How how can they not outdo themselves? What what the fuck, man? This movie's so flawed. It is so yeah. flawed. Yeah, it is this close to Flash Gordon. Oh my god! Yeah, I, hey, you can make the argument that it is in that camp.
1: It's that close. What does this movie have that sets it apart from those movies, though, Nico? Gene Hackman. You're an idiot because that's not at all what I was going to say, but fine. Because I don't like Gene Hackman in this movie, but what? don't like him at what? all. I think he's a pain in the ass. He's, what? he's actually my least favorite thing about the what? movie. What? Everything else is wonderful, though. Yeah. Even Ned Beatty? Yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe. Okay, boss. What, 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 what does this movie have that sets the other ones apart? Oh, my God. Like, like, if
1: we're just talking about, like, I mean, how do you even describe this? It's just like like, an attention to just, like, the cinematic experience that's just— I, I don't know what you would call that, but, like, man. Like, this movie just doesn't care about anything other than just thrilling the people it gets in the theater. Right. At all. Right. It doesn't care about jack shit. It's right. Very, it's, it's a very problematic movie if you talk about, like, some of the technical decisions, I guess, who fucking cares, uh and the story and even like like the way it jumps through its story is not necessarily the way you would want to do it now, for sure, even back then to a degree, but like God damn, this movie is in love with the audience, yes, it's absolutely
0: in love with just saying, "Guys, here you go, and you know what in love with the nineteen seventy eight audience yes, it feels like it's dated two weeks later. Do you know what I mean? Like instantly it's like, Oh, this is a time capsule for 1970. Yes. And future generations will not be able to look back on this and be swallowed alive by it. But because it is so loyal to that original sort of ethos. Yep. You feel an immense attachment to it. I know, you know, you, you actually feel like you're, Time traveling, you're you're, you're time traveling (laughs) back to 1978. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Superman has gone up to space and spun the globe around really (laughs) fast. Which makes no fucking sense. And I'm back
1: in the theater. I just like to say before you get back to that, like, sure, the, the earth spinning around, like, I love this movie, but like sure. the dumbest ending. in And it the is movies. one of the single stupidest thing. Like, like every single person on set, like, has never read and an, like, like a geography book, an astronomy <laughs> book. And they even know that that's stupid. They even know that that makes no fucking sense <laughs> that the earth would have been destroyed instantaneously.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It it feels so dated. Like, yes, it's cra- yes. even some of the dialogue, like when he's talking to Lois Lane and he's like, you have pink pen. Pant- I, I can my x-ray vision, the pink panties. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What color? What color panties am I wearing? Oh, I can't see behind the iron. Pink, by the way. It is one Wonder of, of the Superman. It's so infectious, though. Who
1: cares? Yeah. It's, it's just the most charming, delightful movie I've ever seen. I know. Who gives a shit, man? I know. I mean, give me all, by the way, the Krypton stuff is legitimately fantastic. Yes. It's excellent stuff. Yes. And just like, that's what you go to the movies for. And it's this wonderful blend of just your imagination running wild while just giving you these wonderful feel feelings of joy and excitement and just like wonder of what's going to come later, but then also just horrible, like really horrifying tragedy with the way they shoot the death of Krypton. Oh yeah.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I, I didn't remember. Even though Brando has no idea what movie he's in, by the way. He's not bad. He's fine, he's but not like, bad. okay, all right. He's not bad. Okay. <laughs> Agree to disagree on that.
1: Because <laughs> I'm on the, I don't like Gene Hackman in this movie, but I actually kind of like uh, um, Marlon That's Man. interesting. I'm complete yeah. opposite. Yeah,
0: funny. Hackman is hamming it up, no question. Yeah. He, he makes a choice. And, and listen, I think the choice is correct, but I understand what he's you just, would He's just wrong. Popeye. He's just being basically a stupider Popeye. Yeah, okay. You're That's not all wrong. it is. It's You're fun, not wrong. It's, it's whatever you're not wrong <laughs> I love his little palace underneath Grand Central though that's the best his giant swimming pool <laughs> get like, me my robe <laughs> who made
1: this who approved of any of this stuff I do like to say like next time you hand me my robe don't come into the fucking water yeah like yeah okay yeah that's that that, that makes a lot of sense yeah um <laughs> all the wigs he's got, you know, and again, another one of the great villains that is just evil for the sake of being evil. Sure. He's
0: aware that he's the mischievous criminal mind. And right. He's the greatest yeah, he of calls himself the greatest, uh, evil mastermind. I think yeah. I think that's a direct quote from the movie. Yeah. It's a little presumptuous. I greatest think. criminal mind of all time. I wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah. It is a movie that feels like the biggest thing in the world. It does. Yes. It yes, yes, yes. I agree. And that's the key. Exactly. Um, I, I just wish I was there in 1978. I wouldn't yeah. believe a man can fly. Even exactly. though the CGI is
1: ridiculous. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, you look at it now. It's like, like this, this is where like, you, you know me, like there are many like, like effects that came out back then where it's like, I watch, I watch like, like escape from New York and the map paintings don't bother me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I love them and they're seamless for me, but like right. I could see some people looking at that and calling it dated and I'm like, Shut up. Right. And this is an example
0: where it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. It's, it's it's not quite there, but who cares? Take this lesson. All you Marvel fucks, Bob Iger, Kevin Feige, Snyder, whatever. There's so much joy and warmth and heart in this movie. Just here. It's beautiful. (laughs) Take the comic and make it a movie and we're done. Take the comic And make it a movie. This movie is literally about flying. The film is literally about stabbing. (laughs) He's Superman. He's really strong. He's in love with Lois Lane. He fights Lex Luthor. You're done! It's like, okay, you're yeah. done. And I love the
1: Stop sl- <laughs> overthinking it, man. The movie boils it down to that level of simplicity. Like you don't really buy like why all of a sudden he's in love with Lois Lane. He's just like, right. all of a sudden Clark Kent is following around Lois Lane. She's just Margot Kidder. It's uh, Margot Kidder. Yes. 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 Yeah. Please. Yeah. Oh my God. I love her so much in this movie. Yeah. And it can't go without saying Christopher Reeve is really good in this movie. He is. He's really good in he this is really movie. really good. Yeah. I don't want people to like, like forget about that because Superman on paper is kind of a boring character right he's really good well, and lovely. we've been trained to think that he's a boring character
0: i think he he's doesn't ha- i mean it doesn't have to be i don't know the it char- doesn't have to be but, well if
1: you play him right you could play a boring character with charisma and it can work fine sure I mean, this is a perfect example of that i i don't find superman very interesting personally but i do find a good
0: actor in the role to be perfectly fine well when they play it for laughs like they do here too like obviously he's doing like the oh i'm such a dweeb and like i'm afraid of my boss and but like, you buy that shift you do completely you do do buy the shift and it is human. Yes. I mean, it is, it is human. The fish out of water elements of this. They haven't been able to capture Great. it since then. Okay. I agree. I mean, Superman returns is okay.
1: It's fine. Can we just talk about Superman returns? Cause we've danced around that movie a couple times. Yeah, like, sure. what do you
0: actually feel about that movie? Um, I think it's kind of empty. Okay. I think it's kind of just like a good looking Brian singer movie. That's pretty damn empty. Okay. And I think Spacey's fine. I think he's okay. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you. You know, I, I don't think it's,
1: some people hate that movie and I think they're a little dramatic when they say that it's like the worst thing ever. It's, it's
0: hard to see Man of Steel and then hate Superman Returns. Yes. You mean?
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Snyder just gets it so unbelievably wrong. Um, but... He doesn't even try to get it right. That's yeah, the problem. It, but again, it's like it's <laughs> so, not rocket science here, no. man. Like Donner just gives you what you want. You just came looking for a Superman movie, and it's the origin story you've heard a million times, and you've spent so much time yeah. on the on the, the Kent's farm. And even that stuff is good it's though. It's great. It's really good. It's fucking awesome. And it's simple in all the The right Stuff ways, at the high school, and,
1: like chasing kids back to the to the house. Yeah. It's, it's just wonder. Delightful. It's yes. It's joy wonder. and it's wonder. It, yes. It is. It, it, it's just pure cinema. I just love it. And yeah. It, when it's just like not touched or t- tainted by fucking anything. Yeah. Just, just go. And it's like, it, it, is it like a popcorn, dumb popcorn movie in the traditional sense? Sure. Maybe it all traces back here. I don't know. Right. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Yeah. Yeah. But who, but this is, but
0: maybe fine. we have this movie to blame for the Greta Gerwig Barbie movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, <laughs> great was it but it was great when it was great wasn't it wasn't it
1: great yeah it wasn't it so good yeah <laughs> it really is just a delightful movie i can't i can't get enough of this I, thing it's I so good it. i love it it's so
0: good yes man. yeah i love it oh man
1: it, i feel bad for the kids that haven't watched this they wouldn't get it they wouldn't get it. They really
0: wouldn't. I feel like I got it. But no, I was but this thing, like, I, I, mean, I, I get know. it now. I got it then. When yeah. I was ten, I loved this movie. All right, that's good then. Yeah.
1: The closest thing we have now, and again why you know, I I I, I get so mad at Nick is that like I think the maybe the first Spider Man movie. Is the closest thing
0: we have, yeah. This. I mean, that's another one where Raimi's just like, I'm gonna make the comic, yes, just make it. It's it's there, it's stupid. We get it. It's a guy that shoots yeah. webs out of his ang- his yeah. wrist. I mean, people, people are gonna say, Well, the Peter, the Spider Man is not quite like Spider Man, just, quite- <laughs> just stop, <laughs>
1: just fucking stop.
0: <laughs> it's the attitude of the comic, guys. Come like, on. I almost want I them know. to put less energy into these things, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always in just, a way, yeah, just stop
1: thinking it, stop overthinking this. Like, contrast this with the Dark Knight. And right. it's really kind of startling. It is like to to watch. But they're in the same genre. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if to watch like this one and then watch the Dark Knight. Like, put it this way: if I had, if you know, just been introduced to superhero movies, I saw this, then I saw the Dark Knight. I might hate the Dark Knight. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: It's a good point. I don't know. I well, Dark Knight at least was novel when it came out. Kind of, yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. uh, Now I think it's just it's we're past the point of no return with this shit. Yeah but I don't know. I liked Logan. Yeah. I love Logan. So, so yeah. Superman. Superman Superman's awesome. Watch it. If you haven't seen it, HBO max, pop it on. It's a joy. Pop it. on. It's a fucking joy. The Goonies is next written by Chris Columbus story by Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. One of those movies, along with back to the future that everybody thinks Steven Spielberg directed. In fact, no, he just produced it under Mm -hmm. Amblin pictures or whatever it was called at the time. And, I think uh, helped with the story and development of these movies, but he did not actually write or direct this movie. Could have fooled me, though.
1: But another, like you're saying, Chris Columbus venture? Yes. Because he's done that, Spielberg's done that before with Chris Columbus
0: with uh, Gremlins. Correct. Enough. Correct. Starring Sean Astin, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Corey Feldman, Robert Davi, Joe Pentaliano, Joey Pitts, baby. Yep. And Anne Ramsey, a group of young misfits called the Goonies, discover an ancient map and set out on an adventure to find a legendary pirate's long-lost treasure.
1: And again, basically the same things I have to say about Superman. More or less. Not quite as good. Uh, but in essence, he's just doing the same thing where it's like just making a movie. Right. Making a movie.
0: Yeah, th- there are some of those movies over the years that are brought up in conversation and discourse particularly if you're like me and you talk movies with a lot of people and they're like, Oh yeah, the Goonies, isn't that great? And I'm like, yeah, I don't seen it." just under my breath. I haven't I seen it. it. So I watched it for the first time this week yep. and uh, I feel really late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> really late. Like everybody is left and I'm just chilling with the host as they're like cleaning up solo cubs, but there are tumbleweeds in the building. Yes. <laughs> Like, what the hell happened to this place? I got there the <laughs> next morning. It's like the scene in The Hangover with the tiger and the fucking. It's worse than that. Yeah. I'm really late. Yes. But I, like, knew what the truffle shuffle was. I, like, I know the movie. I just don't know the movie. I haven't seen it. Goonies never say die. But yeah. You knew I, that. that Obviously. Yeah. I, you know,
1: did, you, did you know Sloth was?
0: Uh, who's Sloth? Which one's Sloth? The deformed guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sloth. yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, knew that. Yeah. Okay. I knew the whole thing I knew the pirate ship I knew, I knew the whole thing I knew like the the woman that looks like a man oh yeah 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 uh, yeah I just hadn't seen it I see it now it's delightful yes. it's really fun really, these really kids fun. are really charming yes, they are they're they're um short rounds in it <laughs> yeah, yeah play short, short round, round. yeah from, from Indiana Jones yeah it's great it's another Indiana Jones movie it's like Indiana yeah. Jones jr it's kind of a little more intense than like your average one of the mill children's movie, but I think yeah. that's why it did so well
1: the blender Oof. Yeah, the blender's tough. Yeah, freaks me out.
0: Uh What do I have to say about this?
1: <laughs> there, that that's what I was getting at I think when we when we first thought of the idea of this podcast. It's like we can like like wax poetic about Superman and how much fun it is and then maybe have some conversation about the Omen. And mm. but this is where it starts to hit a bit of a wall for me. Even right. though I really like this movie. I really like this movie and I think it's a tremendous amount of fun. It is like a little kid's perfect adventure wrapped up into one movie. But like, what else is there to talk about aside from the set pieces?
0: Man, I really dug it, but like... I just imagine what I would have thought of it if I saw it when I was 12 and it just it's, would have changed my life. It is a like perfect for the kids movie in yeah. a lot of ways. Like it's not quite so
1: kid friendly where everyone's like, Oh, this is stupid and lame, but it's just daring enough for someone who's like 10 or 11 to be like, we're going on an adventure guys. Right. It's not concerned with like the real life shit that like stand by me is, you know, it's, right. not, it's not like that. Right. It's like we're visiting a fucking pirate ship underground yeah. getting like, like, finding fake currency and bad guys up there. Chased
0: by goons that just broke out of prison. Exactly.
1: There's a monster in a cave that turns out to be a good friendly
0: guy. Right. Has a Superman shirt, by the way. That's true. Yeah. That always like weirds me out when I like think about the time difference between like 1978 and 85. Mm -hmm. And so like seven years between Superman and Goonies is enough time for Donner to reference his own work. Think about that now. Think about the movie that came out in 2014. Think about like Damien Chazelle doing a whiplash reference in a movie as though it's iconic, you know? Yeah. It just feels like time moves slower back then. Like things became iconic quicker and now it feels like we've just filled up like all of our sort of like (laughs) nostalgia like buckets. Does that make sense? I guess. Do I sound crazy?
1: I I don't know. I mean, it's something that has been happening for a while. I mean, Schwarzenegger did it in Commando right. with Terminator, which I find very weird. And that was also like really quick. That I think turn- what is it? Tur- that one's 86? 87, I think. No, Predator's 87. Predator's 87. So it's right before. So it would probably be 86. Yeah. Right. And what? Two years after
0: Terminator? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was, that's always nuts to me. Yeah, I get that too. Hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean there there are people that don't like
1: goonies. I know. I know, which I always find a little strange and sacrilegious. I don't quite know why. Like I get very annoyed when I have conversations with with people about movies and they get really passionate about like saying this movie sucks. I had this conversation with someone about the new Halloween film mm. and they're like, "Fuck the new Halloween." And it's not like I am like particularly offended by it. It's just a strange comment. Right. It's like I I don't think there's anything conceivably like bad about the movie it's perfectly good right i don't know how you could get so passionate about it that you drag it down to it's like
0: fuck this movie level you know i i that that weirds me out well the other thing i hate too though is compelling people to like things that they're supposed to like and so i (laughs) i understand like goonies (laughs) it you know me i i always zag on that particular zig. right so You're doing that right now with Harry Potter, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know it. (laughs) I I just, I hate being compelled to like something. And so Goonies, I could see sort of being in that zone where it's like, it's so iconic and so 80s and frankly, too 80s. And now like it's become such like a, a cultural staple, but... Now, Stranger Things is doing the same thing, and it's like not as good because the kids are not as charming. Yep. And it doesn't have the energy of this movie. No. And I, I do think, to a certain extent, it has been violated by the, the, the ripoffs that have come since. Absolutely. It's definitely a time and place movie. I don't think this movie, again, could have come out a year later, two no. years later. It could come out now.
1: They could remake this movie now. People and it'd be would, awful, people, though. But it, it 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 be, it'd be awful, but if you, if I don't know, get the Duffer brothers to do it. It seems like they want to. Ju- they I, are doing God, it. Yeah, that's they're, the they're thing. They're basically
0: doing yeah. it. So I I I get that. Like it definitely. If, if you weren't there at the right time, if you didn't catch it at the right age, like I understand you being skeptical toward the sort of like the cult like religious sort
1: of fanaticism. The around fan it. again, like always goes back to just getting annoyed at the fans. Shares sure. an audience for
0: this stuff. There yes. still is, hundred percent. Yeah, and we're still hungry for it, and people still watch it, and they they still have great memories of it. Um. Yeah it's a it's a fucking movie again. It is. I mean a movie. That, it's a it's a movie and there's only so mad you can get at things like this. That's what I'm saying. It's you like know, really, really like, like you, you, like use, waste
1: your energy on better things. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I like the movie a lot and I, I guess, I guess I can defend it to it to a degree. You it's watched like, it as a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah okay. I watched it a bunch, but it's like, but it's like, I see why you might not think it's like the, the best movie ever. It's not, it's, it's not perfect at all. But like, it's like to say it's bad. Like that confuses me.
0: Yeah. And I will say, it is a little messier than some of the Spielberg movies. Like it, yeah. it you know, this is messier than say The last crusade, Indiana Jones and last yeah. crusade. You know, I will say this, like having seen it a bunch, I don't, it's
1: one of those movies where in my head, I don't remember the story beat for beat as much as I do, you the know, the banter. Some, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of crosstalk, which I appreciate. There's just a lot of kids being loud, which is, it felt like Donner's only direction here to these kids was just scream at each other. Yeah. Every line, just scream it.
1: $50 bill. Right. $50 bill.
0: I mean, Data is just a ridiculous character in every way. <laughs> I mean, that's just absurd. Like, But again, that is so classically Spielberg. It's yes, just it like what defines him is that he's an inventor. Yep. And he has an imagination. They did that in Gremlins. They did that in Gremlins. they (laughs) did. (laughs) Um, But Josh Brolin's also in this movie. How'd you feel about that? It was weird, but yeah, he's good. I mean, all these kids are good. Yeah. 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 There are (laughs) dick jokes. Yeah. There are sexual innuendos. They're allowed to be kids. They're allowed to be kids. They're allowed to be fucking kids. Again, 80s. They nailed it. Yes. So, yeah.
1: it's just a fun adventure. I don't, you know, a fun adventure. What else can you say about the Goonies? It's just this this wonderful little world that you put yourself in for an hour and a half, and then you you get out. But those those kids make an
0: impression. You Update know, on do. the tight hour that we're doing. We're at fifty four minutes. So we're not going to tight hour. We're not,
1: Well, we're not going to quite get there, but we're doing better than we normally do. We are. Yeah, good pace.
0: Next step. much like a Donner movie. Aha. Lethal Weapon, <laughs> written by Shane Black, starring Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, and Gary Busey, nominated for Best Sound. Two newly paired cops who are complete opposites must put their uh aside, put aside their differences in order to catch a gang of drug smugglers. We just talked about this movie. We just talked about this. Do movie. we have to talk about it again?
1: <laughs> Not really. We we love it. I I well I love it. I, it's it's it. Yeah. Spoiler: It's my favorite movie on this list. Okay. And it, but like with a bullet. Uh, uh the only one that comes kind of close is The Omen, and I guess Superman talking about it is bumped up a little bit more for me so there's there's a sort of a race here but i just love lethal weapon everything about it so my kind of thing so yeah
0: let's talk about it in a minute moving on okay wow <laughs> scrooged <laughs> Scrooge. another christmas movie yes 1988 written by mitch glazer and michael O'Donoghue, donahue starring bill murray and karen allen nominated for best makeup a selfish, cynical television executive is haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. Watch this for the first time, huh? I did. What'd you think of it? It's okay. <sighs> yeah, it's okay.
1: It's okay. It's fine. I'm not, 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 not huge on it. Not what? Oh, this
0: is you- a, this is a weird movie. Yeah, this is a weird movie. Yeah, I'm not sure. Eh. The movie's very fucking dark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's played for like like slapstick laughs. Yeah. So you, it's a weird emotional place to be in when you're actually situated with it. And to Tarantino's point on the other podcast we were talking about. Yeah. It was like he he was – Tarantino on Joe Rogan's podcast was talking about how it's weird how Bill Murray is this fuck society and have fun kind of guy but sort of conforms to the rules like he does in Stripes. And I think, he, I, I do
0: No, always needs always, redemption always, in the third
1: act. Well, yeah, he's a bad guy that gets redemption, you right. know, but he also makes that point, which I find kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah. Um, and there are instances where it's like, I, I don't always agree with that stance. I, I certainly think it's earned in something like Groundhog Day, you know? Well, that is a movie about a person becoming better. Yes. Much like this movie. Uh, yeah. And like that movie is, I don't know. Something about like the, the the pace of that movie and the care it takes with the character and just the little moments is just much more affecting to me. I really think they earn every single uh, uh, change that that character needs to go through until he gets to where he is by the end. And um, I am not there with this movie. Uh-huh. I don't really buy his change.
0: Honestly. It's a really weird third act. Yeah. That last scene, the monologue he does in front of the camera is so forced. Yeah.
1: Um, does he seem like he wants to be doing this movie? Cause I hear, here's the real thing. I'm not big on Bill Murray in this movie. It's not a great performance. I'm not, I'm not, it's I not. I th- yeah. It's not. It's a confused Bill Murray most of the time for me. You know, he feels like, and uh, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry to, to say this. It feels a lot like Alan Arkin to me in Inspector Clouseau. It's like, wow. he defaults to yelling. Oh goodness. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> shots fired he's just not there he's just not like occasionally there's bill murray always gone yeah that's what it feels
0: like to me yeah so it's a weird christmas movie in many ways it you look at it lethal weapon is almost like a more festive sort of like yule time yuletide film than this one you know uh, yep or, like it does it feels more authentically christmas just Strangely, <laughs> in the you know with the score and the, the, uh, ephemera and the, just the, the whole vibe. I mean, it's a movie about two guys coming home to the family for the holidays, you know, and it, it, saving the daughter. And like, it's loosely about Christmas, but it does sort of have that energy of like, everything has just stopped for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah this one it, it just it, Christmas is kind of an afterthought here because it is so nasty towards the whole season that's what I was gonna say and, and, yeah. and nasty towards the Scrooge character
1: well Scrooge is supposed to be nasty towards you know Christmas and I understand the filmmaking and the story can reflect that to a degree but there's only so far you can go though uh, but, it's a fucking Christmas but carol that, that's the pro- like a Christmas carol does not go this far it's not like that yeah it, you know it, like everyone you know the, I guess what's a great example of, of a Christmas carol done right I don't know Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mickey's Christmas. That Christmas. would be my number one with okay. a bullet. Yeah. With Scrooge McDuck. There's just something icky about this movie,
0: too. Muppet Christmas Carol is really good, yeah, too. there we go. There we go. Michael Caine. You know, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael what, Caine. What is... I'm going Mickey. Mickey's my favorite Christmas yeah. Carol of all time.
1: All right.
0: I need to see it. <laughs> you haven't seen it? No. Oh, Mickey's Christmas. Oh, Mickey's fucking Christmas. Let's see. Greg,
1: Christmas Carol... There's the Jim Carrey, Robert Zemeckis one, which I have not seen. I have not either.
0: Um, There's just... Let's see. Film. Scrooge in 1901. Um, I mean, there was a bunch of like those early 1900s. Uh, 1951's Scrooge. Um, the Albert Finney one in 1970. I've actually never seen that. There was a Doctor Who episode that did A Christmas Carol. Oh, cool. There's not a ton. I feel like I've seen a hundred thousand of them. Why? (laughs) There are not that many. Weird. (laughs) Huh? Maybe a lot of parodies and references to it. Yeah, maybe that's more what it is. Yeah, Yeah, just cartoon episodes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But to get back on point, like, I just don't think there's a lot of joy in this movie. Right. Not a lot of magic to it. You know, it, like it's not even a movie where it's like, because like other movies about the the story is that like everyone around Scrooge is just loving Chris, Christmas and just kind of getting it, and whereas he is not, it's almost like <laughs> it feels like a fish out of water story next to all those other people who are just in love with Christmas next to him, uh-huh. and you can feel the Chris, Christmas atmosphere desperately trying to break into Scrooge, even though he's always saying no, right? Whereas like there's this movie doesn't like like paint with a
0: Christmas brush. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Okay. You're speaking to the choir on this one. Definitely. The bar is so fucking low for Christmas movies. Like really, really low. You just have to like make a movie that Santa would like, essentially. Yes. I mean, that's all you need. Like a guy that clearly doesn't have very specific tastes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you 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 just gotta you just gotta like Christmas. Yes. To make a good Christmas movie and you know, it could be a Christmas Prince part three and still works. This one just feels, uh, so, uh, like it, 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 I don't know. Like Donner feels like a Scrooge as he's making this. Sure. And I, so I don't buy the turn at the end. No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy how I don't buy that. He all of a sudden, enjoys the holiday, nor do I really buy his hatred towards the holiday. It just seems like a general indifference towards people.
1: They don't really develop it very well. And they give you the most obvious answers like, oh, I didn't enjoy Christmas as a kid. And so he just said, fuck everybody. Right. I don't know it's just kind of boring to me and like the character is just so unbelievable as it is yeah. it's like one of the worst to me examples of like that character it's just always at an 11 yeah and it just makes no sense to me i just think like every single emotional shift he has to go through is not you know totally authentic because the character himself is not very authentic it's just it's too car- like he's too cartoony and the world around him is too real
0: and it's, it's nasty. It's, a, yeah. it's, a, he's a nasty character and it's a nasty movie. And I don't want to pretend like, you know, in order for a Christmas movie to be good, you have to somehow neuter it or take out the vulgarity or take out the anger. I mean, there are, are plenty of like really good Christmas movies that are nasty movies, bad Santa or fucking yeah. diehard or whatever lethal weapon. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking for like the, everybody hugs at the end movie. But they, they choose to go in but, that direction. Right, though. but they go and there and it's hollow. And yes. that's the thing. And also, like if you're going to do this, it better be really fucking funny and it's not it's that not funny. It's not that funny. It's not funny enough. No. Like, there's some good stuff at the beginning. like yeah. The fact that the commercial for the, the, the Christmas Carol special kills a woman, gives a woman a heart attack, it, like scares her to death, and he's like, I want that plastered on every billboard. I want warnings. <laughs> People I, with be- heart conditions do not watch.
1: It's funny at first, but that stuff happens throughout the entirety of the movie. And it does start to get
0: tiresome. Right. And you know what other thing is too, and, and sometimes movies like this, because they're made by people in the business, a television producer, television executive is not that interesting of a character. No. And you can tell people in show business always think that their job is more interesting than it actually is. And it's like that guy, the day to day operation there, there's not a ton of meat on the bone. And I don't know if that really rings true for a lot of people of like, a television executive is evil. You can think of a banker as evil because your house might've been foreclosed. Mm -hmm. You can think of, uh, you know, like a politician being evil because they're corrupt and their policies lead to your unemployment. You don't think of like the guy that cancels Looney Tunes being evil. No. Um, do you care about the guy canceling? I don't. I
1: don't. That's the issue. Right. You need like, I don't know if they were going to do Scrooge now, like I, I just think it would come out looking like it's a wonderful life. Like right. That's sort
0: of the problem. You right. Know? So it's hard to do. It is. And there's again, there are good laughs in the movie. Um, there's a nipple that appears in the movie. There is. That's quite fun. Um, and I actually do like the opening where they do like. The, it's funny. Yeah, it is. It's cause Cause Lee Major's like, like Santa Claus thing. Yeah. Where you're like, where are we now? <laughs> <laughs> the Cajun Christmas. That was good. <laughs> the alligators. It starts off very
1: well in that way though. Right. But it like even though the, that the scene that follows where he fires the guy it's and then that guy loses Bobcat his, Goldthwait. Yeah, that's right. That is it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like yeah, the movie's dark, man. Like Bobcat Goldthwait like goes on an office rampage. Shoot, but he but he loses his his wife,
1: yeah. he starts drinking, he's miserable the entire movie. He's getting water splashed on him
0: and he's sitting on the side of The like, movie should have more teeth than it actually does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just feels nasty. And there's a fine line between sort of like nasty and like biting satire. Is there any nasty movies that work for you? <laughs> like they just like, are
1: maybe a little too mean spirited, but you love, love them anyway. It's like predator two for me is a good example of that.
0: Well, that are not like an, it's not like an Abel Ferrara movie. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that, you know, that's not really my humor. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> I like earnestness. <laughs> So like, yeah, the, I, no, not really. No. Interesting. Yeah. Where it's like the director feels like he's better than the material or like the, you know, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not a big fan of mean movies. I like nice guys. Oh, uh. cause I am one. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gems is kind of like that
1: occasionally, but you yeah. know. that's a funny movie. Sort of. Yeah. That there's a lot of
0: joy to that movie. <laughs> there is a lot of joy. I think Nick would disagree with As, you. <laughs> well, for me at least <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Scrooge. That's Scrooged. I would never watch it again. Certainly yeah. not on Christmas, no. It's been on cable a lot, and I've definitely caught it in
0: bits and pieces.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, the, 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 everything. Like, even the singing at the end, man. Yeah. I just don't like... I don't like Bill Murray in this role. Yeah. That's the other problem, yeah.
0: All <sighs> right, well... Sorry to end like a wet blanket it, there. It's fun enough. It's entertaining <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, it's, not, it's not a bad movie, but like, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it misses the point a little. Okay. So, um.
0: Okay. Ma- ma- make the case here for Lethal Weapon. Oh, I mean, well, what's your pick? My I pick? Not- my Superman. Really? My pick is Superman. Okay. It, it is. On the rewatch, it definitely bumped up a lot for me. Oh, yeah, okay. And maybe it's just I'm looking back again on that era with rose-colored glasses. But the Omen, I think, ticked down a couple pegs, even though it was definitely a contender.
1: I I still love the Omen. To me, it's it's kind of that and Lethal Weapon. But Superman, yeah, I agree. It's
0: Goonies, I think, is a little disposable. Yeah, it is. Yep.
1: And screws just no.
0: Le- Lethal Weapon, I'll tell you. I rewatched it, and uh, it definitely did. When last time we we did the yeah. podcast, uh, I was always sort of a skeptic towards Lethal Weapon, and I watch it now. It's just like a really gritty, fun caper. I would actually say, in stark opposition to the rest of the Donner movies, I would call that the outlier of the bunch in a weird way. Strangely, it
1: it is the most like I hate doing using this term, but that this one feels a little more mature, a little more like a film hmm. than the other ones. Like like this, like Lethal Weapon is this funny balance of like being something that you take seriously, but at the same time have fun with in certain areas. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a little more grounded than frankly, all the other movies. So that's the other interesting thing. It's, it's sort of an area where I haven't seen Richard Donner because Superman and even the Goonies in a way, like there's, there's a, there's a similarity
0: there. There's a spiritual relationship to them in a way. But I'll tell you what, lethal weapon two, three and four are right in line with those other movies. Okay. You know what I mean? Certain cut from the same Goonies cloth that you know?
1: that distinction is something I like though. It's also for me, the, the funniest movie on the list, even though like, you, I think that's right. I think yeah. that's correct, but in a different kind of way, it's not funny in the way, like, I don't know. Most Bill Murray movies are trying to be funny. Yeah. It's just, it's just like the, the human, the, 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 realistic things you would say to your friend as you're walking on the street, kind of funny. So that's what it works. That, that's why it works for me. It's a best script by a f- fucking mile. Uh, in in, ter- in terms of these movies. Yeah, I guess
0: I can't count the ironic Superman humor. No, you can't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Forgive us. Save us. That's dark stuff though, man. It's, it's tough. It's it's charming as hell though. You feel bad like you feel a little bad not giving it to Superman cuz it's like a little kid that that really did something amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I the the other the big thing for me as well is just like the, the performances of Danny Glover and and uh, Mel Gibson, I can't, I really can't get enough of Mel Gibson in that movie. It's also important to note the legacy. If we're still, t- I don't, sure. I feel, you and I don't give a shit about the legacy. No, we've of we've given up anymore. on the whole format. Uh, but like, yeah, I I have a little more love and affection and l- f- fewer criticisms towards lethal weapons genre than Superman genre. So there is that. Superman certainly, you know, if you cre- like, what Superman is, you know, it's the seed that kind of started it all. What it has grown into is. It's a monster. Let's just be honest. It's a monster now. You got a point. Okay. I'll go with you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. (laughs) Those listening to this podcast now refer to our other podcast to get our thoughts on Lethal Weapon. (laughs) Christmas classics. Yes.
0: (laughs) go listen to that one yeah rest in peace Richard Donner yeah rest in peace um, you done good man you done good you done good you done good thanks for leaving us with these mm-hmm. thank you, you know thank you and we're stuck with the MCU because of you as well I guess so <laughs> in a way in fuck a way. you for that but other than that like uh, yeah this is uh, this is good it is good you done good can rest happy rest easy my friend rest easy yep as my brother likes to say be easy yeah. Be easy. Be easy. Be easy. <laughs> okay, uh, I need to watch Italy. Hopefully, beat up on England. <laughs> I'm I'm there for you. You convinced me. Yeah, because I uh, <laughs> risked a considerable amount of money on it.
1: You did. I We're did. gonna talk about this when we Let's stop recording. <laughs> I hope you didn't risk that much, Nico. Come on.
0: We'll see you in two weeks, uh. Harry Potter. <laughs> In two weeks here on the podcast um, and, uh, you know, all the things. I don't need to tell you again. Discord. You're, actually, here's a good one. Follow us on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. We should give those out because it's like kind of a hard thing to find. Sure. I'm at N. D. Gregorio on Letterboxd. N. D. E. G. R. E. G. O. R. I. O. Is that your actual? Yes. Wow. Okay. I don't know what. My... I think
1: you're just at Adam Hall. Yeah, I, I somehow the fuck did I get Adam Hall? I don't know. You were at Adam Hall on Letterboxd. Signed in as Adam Hall, pushed together all lowercase. Yeah.
0: There you go. I am the Adam Hall. Just add Adam Hall on Letterboxd. Uh, yeah. Comment and tell him why he is so very, very wrong about cinema.
1: You just see my the Double Down review? It's perfect. It's a perfect review. It is perfect. I didn't lie it is, in that review. You is, see his ball sack. It is a perfect review.
0: So perfect review mm-hmm. uh all right i love you <laughs> so very very much do you have a quote yeah sure and until next time hey you guys